This is Daniel Gallardo, and you're listening to the Tenkara Cast, a podcast about the simple Japanese method of fly fishing, Tenkara. In the Tenkara Cast, we'll be sharing information on techniques, history, philosophy, and Tenkara stories from anglers all over the world. This podcast is brought to you by Tenkara Yosei, introducing Tenkara outside of Japan since 2009. It's only possible we create content such as this podcast and videos because of your support. So we thank you so very much for purchasing Tenkara Yosei rods, lines, and flies. I hope you enjoy learning more about the simple method of fly fishing. Hey everyone, thanks for coming back and listening to another episode of the Tenkara Cast. And right now I'm sitting in a hotel room with、uh, Jeremy Shellhorn. A lot of you might know him as the artist behind the Tenkara the Book and a lot of the design work at Tenkara USA. And today we also have in the hotel room here Adam Trahan.、Uh, you know him from the website Tenkara Fisher. And Adam is also b e i n g helping us with、uh, some of the content at Tenkara USA.、Uh, he's got a good blog, and here we are. And you might also hear little kids in the background once in a while <laughs>、uh, because we are not too far from a swimming pool here in the hotel. So、uh, that's what that noise is going to be. And today, if you hear、uh, ice and glasses clinking, that's because we're drinking gin and tonic. <laughs> 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 yeah, we are. It's nice and warm.、Uh, we are actually in Mountain Home, Arkansas. It's nice and warm. We're here for the Sow Bug.、Uh, what is it, Sow Bug? Roundup. Roundup,、yep. which is an event I've been hearing about for years, and I've been wanting to come and check it out. And we had a really good day, and、uh, now we just. Relaxing, and we're going to talk about simplicity today. That's the topic. So, yeah, thanks for tuning in again. So, the idea today, it's like we're going to be drinking. It's a little bit like drunk history if you've ever watched a show, maybe. <laughs> But、um, we are, you know, we've been noticing a lot of people want to make Tenkara way more complicated than it has to be, and、uh, we just kind of feel like it can be a little simpler. But you know, we also want to ask ourselves, like, what does Tenkara or what does simplicity mean? Is simplicity important and that kind of thing? So that's what I wanted to get together with these guys to, to discuss. So, what do you guys think?、Uh, maybe I can start with what is simplicity? Because I think that has a lot of answers, a lot of possible meanings to, to people.、Um, either of you want to start with what is simplicity? Simple does not mean stupid. Simple is often something that for me is easy to look at with the eye or an operation to do. That is the set of a, a bunch of complex、uh, thought or issues.、I'm, my examples for、um, simplicity would be things like a sailplane. To look at a sailplane, It's a very simple looking aeroplane, and the, the wings are long and thin, and it's a beautiful piece of composite、uh, material. But what, what goes into it is very complex, and the idea is to fly that sailplane high and for long distances is very,、um, very complex. And the things that you need to know and do. But the sailplane is quite simple in the way that it's laid out. And another thing, I guess, would be like a surfboard. You look at a surfboard and it looks kind of simple. It's just like one thing and it has、uh, two or three fins. But 
or, or one fin, but the you look at it and the shape of the rail means something and it will do something. But for me, simplicity is, is does not mean stupid. It just means it's aesthetically pleasing and it's really the culmination of a lot of uh, things put together, but it's easy to understand. What do you think, Jeremy? What is simplicity? Uh, well, I mean, to kind of bounce off of what Adam was saying you know I don't know that simplicity necessarily is aesthetically pleasing I think that's a result because like you've you've kind of you've simplicity is hard like uh, especially in design you know any anytime you have less things there's you know those particular things are very noticeable and in Tenkara you know it's like the less things you have you know in in a lot of ways you can look at that as sort of a constraint, but to me, uh, as a designer, those constraints are really, cre- you know, they kind of help creativity, right? Because then you have to just use those things in order to think about new ways of uh, uh, fishing or, you know, uh, new ways of looking at um, some situation you come to. And, you know, so the aesthetic kind of beauty is kind of the result of those parameters, right? right? Yeah. yeah. And I think that's what's I get cool. It. Yeah, that's yeah. what's cool about what you said there was that, you know, oftentimes that we think of those things as aesthetically pleasing because we get it. We can see all the parts. But like all that thought and all that um kind of experience um that goes into having set up that simplicity, um, you know, it takes time. Um and it's always it's always a hard thing. Practice. Yeah, and yeah. so I think it's a great way to, you know, that's why that simple is stupid really stands out to people because it's true. You know, it's, it's it, you know, when things are simple, that means that, you know, you got to be really good at whatever those things are. Now, out of the, you know, like sometimes I think, okay, so to some people, simplicity can mean minimalism. To other people, simplicity can mean it just doesn't have a lot of moving parts. Mm-hmm. And some other people think simplicity or simple is just stupid. You know, it has it's lacking of mm-hmm. uh, sophistication or whatnot. Um, you know, like in uh, let's say in simple terms, <laughs> what is what do you think simplicity? Where do you think simplicity really fits in? Uh, minimalism or not many moving parts? What's your maybe? What's your favorite part about simplicity? I guess painting pictures, um, Gerak. You've fished with them, and you may know some of the things that I'm going to say. I, I think when either I interviewed him or I've read it somewhere, he says his, his best work is when he uses as few words as possible to develop that picture in your mind. So it, it doesn't mean it's efficiency. It's not so much uh, the taking away as it is the parts that are meaningful, how they mesh together to make something bigger than the whole of the sum of those words together. Mm-hmm. Did I say that right? Sounded right. Hey, it works for me, but I'm, yeah. you know, I'm halfway through a gin and tonic, I so that, that's perfect. When, you know, when I heard the bell when <laughs> the I bell said it. Your so time. You know, yeah, that was your time. No, I think you use it. You, you put that in a really right way. You know, that's why I like succinct writing. It's right. really hard because you're kind of cutting to the chase. But I, I think, you know, I guess when I jump to simplicity, I think of kind of the less is more. 
mentality, I guess. I, I don't ever really typically go to the simple is kind of like dumbed down. Um, but, you know, that's probably just different people's perspectives looking on that. Like some people might think Tenkara fishing is dumbed down, right? Um, depending on where they're coming from. But to me, it's like, oh, that just puts more focus on certain things. Like the other day when I was fishing, I was like, well, if I, since I have this line and I have these flies in my box, I don't have all these other things. And so, you know, I will just do with what I can with what I have here. And, and I do think in a, in a, a nice way, it makes me just sort of like be in that kind of moment and be and notice things that I wouldn't otherwise be opening three or four different fly boxes like I used to do. And, you know, and, and that's, I, I just really like that. So you come to it from a uh, fly fishing background. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I do too. Um, simple as in Tenkata is not, um, it doesn't, it, for me, it's sort of punk rock. Mm-hmm. Because I, when I was a fly fisher, and I was uh, making split bamboo rods, and I was studying Gary LaFontaine, and I had several patterns of different uh, stages of an insect's life in my fly box, and I carried all this extraneous gear, and I would go fishing with this gear, and I would make my choices, and they were complex choices, and they weren't always fun choices. It was frustrating. Uh, comparatively to Tenkata, I only have a few flies in my box, and typically I catch more fish with Tenkata than I do with that knowledge of fly fishing. So the in the I guess comparatively speaking, for me, the simple choices may actually may have kept my fly in the water more where I'm catching fish or that I was overthinking it in the first place. So let's talk, I, I like that you started touching on, on the idea of the equipment that you carry because um, I want to get more into that later on and I also want to talk about the other side of simplicity or the, the opposite of simplicity, complexity, which I think some of you or a lot of our listeners and definitely all of us probably have had experience complicating our fly fishing in the past. But about the equipment, what do you think a simple Tenkara angler carries in his kit? Give me an outline of what, what do you need to carry to go fly fishing effectively and catch a lot of fish? What do you, what do you think, Jeremy? Oh, well, effectively and catch a lot of fish, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think I was hired for my fishing. It was probably my design ability. But, uh, to in, I mean, to, to go fishing... You know, I mostly just, you know, rod, line, and fly. I mean, I think that's why I've responded well, to it. Well, give us but, a, the specific, like, breakdown. Like, I mean, because, like, when we're talking about line, we probably mean line and tippet, right? Yeah, yeah. So what do you think, uh, are you a very, do you consider yourself, like, a real simple angler that carries just what you really need? Yes, I, I definitely do. And, and, and you know, in, and still a lot of times I will be like, oh, man, I should have brought that other box. And, like, that's uh, just sort of a natural thing sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I like, you know, the other day I went fishing on, this is what, Thursday, and I went fishing on Monday uh, with Scott, Scott Anglin, yeah. um, who a lot of you guys know, he makes beautiful nets, and he's a great guy and a really great fisherman. And so, like, you know, I just brought a fly box, and I brought a, you know, keeper. I had a couple lines on there, um, mostly just so that, 
you know, if one gets sort of messed up um, because I'm not an incredible anger, angler, um, you know, it's easy to just sort of replace another line while I'm on the, on the river. Um, and then I bring, you know, a rod. Um, and in this case, I used our uh, sato just because so it's just one rod. Yeah, just one rod. It's very versatile, <laughs> versatile rod. Yeah. Um, you know, I typically just use whatever rod, kind of the biggest rod that I can use for the water that I'm fishing in. Um, but that was a, a good rod for the size stream, which was kind of small, the medium stream. Um, and, you know, I'll bring forceps and nippers. Um, I'll typically bring like a sketchbook um, just because I like to just, you know, part of fish fishing for me is being outside. Um, and, you know, I'll just bring, you know, a series of, you know, flies. They're, you know, anything. I don't, I don't do one fly. Um, although I think I could, and sometimes I kind of think about what that, what I would zero in for my one fly, but to me it's almost like what materials could I figure out that I could tie the most flies with, because that seems, that's kind of what I like about Tinkara, it's so versatile, um, that you can, um, you know, you, you're really just sort of paring your, down your gear, so then you're figuring out sort of how to tweak it in a lot of different ways, um, but, you know, it's, that's really all I bring. I just bring a little, a small little kind of pack I can put on my belt. Um, and you know, that's all I've got. And there's certainly times where I've been like, oh man, I'd really like to have a, like a bead head to get that fly down. And that was particularly the case on Monday. Um, but it was like, I was still catching fish and maybe I wasn't catching the fish that were, that I knew were way down deep. Um, but I was trying to figure out ways to get the fly down there and that to me is kind of just as much fun as catching the fish as trying to figure out like how to get the fly down there. Have you felt that very often though that you're missing some heavy flies if you're carrying a few flies? Is that kind of a unique? Yeah, thing? no, it, I'm not not all the time. Just in certain situations that where you come to like maybe a big kind of bend pool and the water's really slow. Um, and then there was other times where I, I wouldn't have noticed because the water was fast. And what that. about your tippet? You might have mentioned it, but I, maybe I didn't catch it. Do you uh, carry multiple spools of tippet or one? Or I, do you I, carry? I carry multiple spools of 5X tippet okay. just because, you know, I might catch trees as much as I catch fish. <laughs> so it's not, so multi- like it's not, multi- spools, yeah, it's not, it's, it's not multiple spools to have variety. It's uh-huh. multiple spools, spools because I might be losing some. Just nylon or yeah. fluorocarbon? Or yep, or? just the nylon. Yeah. Uh, uh, tippet that you know we we offer with some of our kits mm-hmm. um, and I just tie you know four to five feet of that um, you know kind of just depends on maybe how clear the water is and you know how much kind of length between the fly and the fly line I think you know might I, I might need because of you know what the what the fish might see and then you mentioned you carry two lines. I mean, are they the same length, or do you carry two different lengths of line? Or I usually just carry the same length, and I'll just maybe have different flies on 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 okay. both of them. So, like last time, I I like to start out with uh, I use our oaky fly. I kind of like big flies, um, and in some ways, I kind of feel like I am cheating. You know, or kind of like being punk rock. Yeah, I'm using a big fly, and I can get fish and maybe a, a water where there's. It's okay. Sort of, yeah, where people it's might fish okay. smaller fly. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I just, I for some reason, I just like to try to do that. And and then I'll just have, you know, a smaller fly on one and just kind of depends on, you know, where I'm fishing. And if it's, you know, really turbulent water, I'm sort of like, oh, a big fly, it makes sense. Like maybe the fish can see this better than the other ones. And then if I'm fishing a really still kind of slower pool, I might switch and, you know, have a small fly on, but it's really just more for convenience, I think, is why I have a couple 
lines, it's not really that I need them. It's just kind of easy to switch mm -hmm. on the water. So your kit is pretty similar to mine. So yeah. a little, you know, one rod. I always carry one rod. I, you know, I think it's funny when people carry multiples uh, sometimes, but you know, I always pick one. I'll deal with it. <laughs> if something happens, it happens. But um, and then I strap back or just a little back keeper with a line. Mm -hmm. Usually mm -hmm. I have two lines of different lengths. One spool of tippet, some flies, um, and forceps and nippers. Yeah, yeah. I'll take a little picture and maybe we can post kind of what yeah. I bring to the cool. stream. All right. What about you, Adam? Do you have anything else there, or what do you carry? Well, my wife has taught me pretty well because I didn't interrupt you, Jeremy. <laughs> She's always like, "You let me say what I have to say." Nice work. But I want to get exactly. <laughs> The strap pack to me is probably uh, the fourth thing in the rod mine fly mm -hmm. because it does, um, it really fo keeps me focused on keeping, you know, with me what's important. Um, the other day I uh, put my first um, main line into a tree and I couldn't get it down. And um, Fortunately, I, on just a whim, had another main line with me, uh, so I wasn't put down, but uh, it made me think, geez, you know, if I didn't have this extra line, mm -hmm. what am I going to do? And then, you know, introspectively, I thought, well, I'd go, I'd finish my hike out. So it wasn't like I needed to fish, I wanted to fish, so I'm enjoying myself. So do I need to add in an extra line? No, because if one in, I think it's, geez, what is it? How many years now has Tinkara been around? So this is our ninth year. It's ninth year, ninth so year I'm right behind you. Mm -hmm. So in eight years, I've lost one main line. I felt really bad mm -hmm. walking away from it. I didn't want to pull down mm -hmm. the limb and the tree. but um, So I'm not too bent about carrying an extra line. I carry one rod, one line. Um, like you, I carry two spools of tippet because I'm steadfast on maybe the fish are uh, tippet shy and gin clear, thin. Speaking pool. of gin, cheers to that. Yeah, cheers. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, we, uh, I carry uh, some uh, 6X with me. And um, so I carry two spools. Most of the time, I, though, I just carry 5X. But the, uh, the, the pack that I use, which is the Tenkara USA uh, strap pack. Which and you just I did a blog post about that, too. Yeah, because I find it's really important. I, I wouldn't say anything that um, I don't use or not find true. I'm not looking to do anything other than to share you know, my experiences. Well, I think so the I, concept of the strap pack is like the most important thing. It keeps things. Too, because it's like, yeah, the design is really good. Our friend Chris Zimmer built them, designed yeah. them, and built them. But he does a great job. I think just the, the concept of having a very small bag, and if it doesn't fit there, you probably don't, don't need, need it. Don't need it. You know, that's, that's my whole thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the back pocket is where I put my nippers. In the front pocket, slip pocket, I put my uh, tippet. In the uh, main pocket, I put my fly box, which... I'm a little particular about, but um, I carry a few patterns and and uh, the the net is a little bit extra. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes I carry a net. Um, yeah, and what I usually tell people about the net, it's like I, I find that it's not one of those uh, absolutely fundamentally necessary yeah, you know pieces of gear. Yeah, you can fish without one, but 
if I'm going somewhere for today and fishing is the goal, fishing is the intent for most of the day, which often it is, um, then a net is really nice to have. You know, it's just really something that makes the landing of the fish, handling the fish much nicer. But it's a little bit along the lines of, um, you know, my polarized sunglasses and a, a hat, you know, to keep the sun out of my eyes and, you know, those things that I'll survive and I'll have fun fishing with them. But, um, yeah, it's not as fundamental, I guess, when it comes to simplicity. And that's the other thing about gear, too. We have to kind of realize what is part of our fishing kit versus the other kit, the stuff that we're wearing or maybe carrying just because we, you know, because of different needs for today, like a sandwich if you're gonna be gone for several hours or... Or multiple layers if you're, you know, yeah, you're hiking right. somewhere at higher altitude and you might, you know, you don't know what you're gonna encounter Yeah, so every uh, trip will be a little bit different, I think, in terms of the other parts of the kit, but, you know, mostly I wanna focus on the fishing because the other stuff, in general, people can figure out. I have seen, People carrying a very large backpack, you know, because they're preparing for every possible thing. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't, you know, if you're going to be close to your car, you don't have to carry a huge first aid kit and that kind of thing. Yeah. My, is my thought. And, and, you know, waiting staff is, is necessary for a lot of people. You know, a lot of people mm -hmm. we talked to today, they really respond to Tankara, that ability to have that other hand to for a waiting staff. Ha yeah, have a waiting staff. And, well, you know. <clears throat> I'd like to interject, but... There, it, beyond equipment, what are the thoughts that you use when you're fishing? My thoughts are simple. Upstream, shadow off the water, and stay out of the water. Do you like have uh, rules or thoughts or, or things as far as simple things that go yeah. that you do when you fish? Yeah, because I guess, yeah, it makes sense. Because simplicity, like I mentioned earlier, means a lot of different things. Sometimes it, mean, it means minimalism. We're talking about minimalism because of gear. Yeah. But it can also mean like a different way of thinking about things. So like approaching the water. Right. Like it can be as, you know, fairly straightforward, very, you know, simple and down to the basics. I Honestly, I don't think I've given it that much conscious thought. Right. But because I do fish up and downstream. Um, typically, I do like to go upstream because I can see the pools a little bit better as I go. Uh, but if I sometimes, once in a while, I get to a water and I look downstream first and I see a couple of good-looking pools there and I just start going yeah. that direction. Yes. <laughs> so that's, you know, like I don't think I have a rule personally on that. Um, that's want versus... Yeah. Yeah. Versus, yeah. yeah, versus like an absolute kind of rule. Right. You know. Um, shuttle out of the water as much as I can you know definitely I think that's kind of important oftentimes I'm in the trees so I don't know how maybe because I don't like you're in Arizona too you're fishing a lot out there more open yes. streams I'm assuming no, uh, or, it's really what you want yeah yeah okay. Arizona has a stigma of you know cactus and oh yeah no, I was not even thinking right about that. right you fished in like, Arizona you well but I've seen some of your photos like in metal kind of streams those are open streams yeah you fish so, a long rod on a three-foot right yeah. wide stream so like if you're fishing that but we like, have roto waters too okay, okay. tree tunnels yeah yeah steep gradient yeah. uh plunge pool you know, fall, plunge pool. Yeah, so. so I think when it comes to thinking about the waters, like, you know, it depends a little bit on the environment and that kind of thing, mostly. I think the only thing it's like, I kind of 
roll with the punches, you know, what, what is it? They the three of us are teachers here, whether we, you, you by profession, me by choice, just because I write and my um, direction has been on the internet for so many years and people, I interact and I enjoy it. I don't look to be a teacher, I just write, but I'm forced in that position. But you, when you're a teacher, you, simplicity is a way for me to get a complex idea across to an individual with as few words as possible so that they get it, so that they learn those complex processes by not having to go into too many words or, or my uh, you know, own problems with gathering the words together for somebody to get the idea. So I just try to keep things simple so that they really understand the complex processes. And you can do that by keeping things simple so that they can develop the idea on their own in their own mind. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good... It's kind of learning by doing. And I think that's what's nice about Tenkara is you, you don't have to know a lot to get started. Sure. But you learn a lot by then going out and doing it, you know? And I think that's like any good learning experience. And so, you know, you don't want to not give enough information so that somebody's lost, but, you know, they have enough that then they can figure it out, they can take it out there, and they can do it themselves. And then that's really where all the learning occurs and all the complexity can you know, comes is from going out in that particular experience. So yeah, yeah. I in Kansas, you know, that's what the second. Well, we were joking. It's the it's the second greatest trout capital, capital of, of the, the world, world. You know, or the United States. Yeah, yeah. Phoenix being the first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so you know those barbed wire fences can sneak out of nowhere, or those bison or cows or whatever else. No, I'm just joking. Um, but I think that's one nice thing about. Uh, it, you know, there's minimalism from the gear, you know, and that to me, you know, personally helps me um, kind of focus in and then I can kind of jump into the complexity of like, oh, let's figure out how to break down this particular piece of water and where might the fish, you know, you know, be sitting here and like, how do I present the fly the right way? And, you know, it, it really just the simplicity helps me kind of you know, get in and dig into that complexity, which so, is fun. So let's talk a little bit about complexity for a second, too. And, I, and I'm thinking, like, part of the reason I wanted to do an episode on simplicity is because I have been noticing a lot of people making Tenkara way more complicated than it has to be. For one, you know, the amount of gear sometimes people carry, either because they feel like they need to or it's going to add to their fishing. I was fishing with somebody recently who had the whole shebang, like, you know, the whole vest with six pools of tippet, you know, multiple types of tippet, like nylon and fluorocarbon, of nameless flies, or numerous flies, I should say, um, and carried four rods with him and that kind of thing. So it's like, that to me, I think that's what planted the seed. That it's like, I got to do an episode on this, because I've seen that enough times, that people say like, oh yeah, I love the simplicity of Tenkara, and then they show up in a stream just totally jacked up with, uh, full of stuff, right? So I wanted... <laughs> well, people love stuff. Yeah, yes. and that's the thing. They like to geek out <clears throat> on things. Well, you know, I think besides that, I think people also like find a little comfort in having everything that they may possibly, potentially, you know, need. And there's a little, it's like a blanket, right? It's yeah, a, they kind of don't trust themselves to uh-huh. be creative and figure it out. Yeah, you know? I think that's part of it. And, and I think the main message that I want to share today, if I, if I have one, is 
trying to give people the comfort to know that they don't need to carry the whole shebang kit, you know, vest full of pockets full of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like you can actually go out and fish and do okay without carrying too much. The best teachers that I've ever had, as far as school goes, uh, didn't carry a lot of stuff. They didn't bring a lot of stuff. They had themselves a piece of chalk. And my, I'm old. I'm five. I think I'm old, 57. You're sage. But sage. Yes. <laughs> Somebody called Adam the sage. Somebody was like, hey, let me get a photo of you three, like, you know, yeah, just sharing the inside joke with you guys here. We are leaving the show. Somebody wants to get a photo of the three of us. And they like, oh, the two young guys and the sage. <laughs> nice. So I'm assuming Adam was the sage. Yeah, I thought they were yeah. talking about the fly rod. So you, for you 41-year-olds, we're young. Yeah. So a good teacher has himself, and he knows, and he has the, the chalk and the chalkboard. He doesn't have a lot of stuff, and he doesn't need a lot of stuff. Well, and that's the simplicity. I think the best teachers don't have a lot of stuff. So the, the one able- thing that stuck around with me forever, which my grandfather always used to tell me as a kid, and uh, as I went, entered college as well, the one thing nobody can take away from you is knowledge. You know, like you cannot like lose that. it. Not like that. I mean, you could, I guess. Yeah. Generally speaking, you cannot lose knowledge. And it's, it's applied to my fishing, too. Will you say that again? Yeah. What one, did you say to you? The him? one thing nobody can take away from you is knowledge. Okay. And Your grandfather told you that. My grandfather told yeah. and I don't think it was his saying. I think it might be something that's kind of possibly widely said, but yeah. it's the one thing you cannot drop when you go fishing. I can, can drop my box, my extra box of flies, you know, if I, if I have two boxes of flies, or I can drop a few flies out of my one box, but I cannot drop the knowledge, the skills, the techniques that I've gained. And I think that's one thing, like you're talking about teachers not caring much. It's like, well, all they, all they need is in their head, yeah. you know, and they kind of share. That's that. the magic of uh, Tenkara, though, because the first day student can have the same fun as the sage. And it's not a lot of equipment. It's really, it really comes down to efficiency. Mm-hmm. And that's what, what I really like about um, sharing that with other people. That you don't need a lot of stuff. I mean, really, you just don't. But let's yeah. talk about because, like, we're painting this picture of the simple kit, you know, like where we don't need a ton of stuff. Um, but what about the complex kit? Because, like, one before I discovered Tenkara, I did have the typical fly angler's vest, and I did have multiple fly boxes, and most of you know, at least one of the pockets had multiple liters. Um, what was, before you discovered Tenkara, was your fly fishing complicated? Like, were, were you carrying a bunch of stuff? And I'm talking more about the gear as, a, as opposed to, like, all the knowledge, I suppose. Did you find yourself, you know, carrying a ton of stuff, getting frustrated with the equipment or anything like that? Um, did your fly fishing ever get complicated, I think? Is in in the, I'll go ahead, in the yeah. 90s, in the later 90s, I had already figured out, I was on a crash course with uh, Tenkara. I had already written about um, how you only needed about five flies to go fly fishing. I had written about this stuff and I was trying to share it. And I'm, it's not that I'm lazy, but I really enjoyed the times that I would go fishing away from the car and flip flops, surf trunks, t-shirt, a film canister with a few flies, a lightweight fly rod, and um, a hat. And I was already writing about it then, and, and it's not because uh, I had 
uh, I had it all figured out. That's how I had most fun mm -hmm. because I didn't have a lot of things. All right, so before that, before you realized you didn't need to carry a lot of stuff, was your fly fishing getting complicated and got kind of... Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it really was. Because the vest and the multiple pockets. And I and think the reason I want to ask that is because I don't know if it's a common journey that a lot of people have had. Of discovery. And kind of discovery. Yeah. Where you start simple, you start with your campo fishing, or many people might do that, or a spin rod, and then you start adding and start getting into it, geeking out and adding stuff and adding things that you think are going to make it easier, and it never really makes it easier. You start adding accessories thinking that it's going to help, and it doesn't really help. It takes it away. Time. So I, I'm wondering if everybody goes, I guess bes besides people that are starting off right away with Tenkata, if people that started with a journey of fly fishing always get their fly fishing to be complicated or not. I mean, Jeremy, did your fly fishing get complicated before Tenkata? No, I don't think it... I don't know that it was... It probably got unnecessarily more stuff, but I don't know if that was because I thought it was going to make me easier if it just thought that I... That's what fly fisher people need, mm -hmm. you know, and I think a lot of people... Which get, might be the same thing. Yeah, it might, <laughs> the it's the same thing, but you're coming yeah, at it from a different angle. Um, and so I think even when I was like a Western fly fisherman... Um, not that I'm not, I mean, I'll fish that way sometimes now. I mean, I don't, is, you know, I think I did always kind of respond to, you know, the kind of like local waters or the camp coffee or these sort of like experiences that were very big parts of the fishing trip or the, you know, one fly box, you know, I think I always kind of gravitated towards those anyway. And I, 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 so I, I don't know that I was always, but I think I did always kind of add stuff that I thought like a fly fisherman should have. And like, I think an example of that, like, you know, like things like, you know, well, you know, like a vest sort of is cool and, you know, mm -hmm. seems like traditional or, you know, the wide brim hat or, you know, the, the kind of multiple fly boxes because that showed you could tie a lot of flies. You know, I think a lot of people add things in any kind of recreational or hobby that they do just because they're maybe looking, you know, because it's like, okay, this is what you do if you're kind of like into this thing. Um, and, I, and I think that's, to me, why Tinkara is such an interesting intervention because it kind of, I think it is very fitting that it um, aligns with a lot of people that are just sort of like, you know, hey, wait, do I really need all these things? And, you know, and, you know, the you know, like your grandfather said, I mean, he's essentially saying the more you know, the less you need. And so there's a kind of pride in that. There's a, a pride in kind of like relying on your uh, other ways of getting the job done and your creativity and your kind of knowledge and experience after you fish for a while that you can find other ways to, um, to you know, catch fish and just, you know, enjoy that process. So... You know, maybe it's not what I'm thinking, but tell me, what was the first thing, Jeremy, that when you discovered Tenkati, you might have seen the word. I mean, what was the uh, the main thing that attracted you to it? Uh, I mean, just the, uh, I mean, to me, it was like just an effective way to fish. A long rod mm -hmm. with a light line yeah. meant that I could hold a lot of line off okay. the water. What so, I mean, it's yeah. like that, that just to me was like, okay, well, that's just... Wait, yeah, just the effectiveness, and you know, and it's just as, you know, and just less stuff, you know, less stuff to get in the way of that presentation, because you know that's really what it was all about was getting that fly to the place that it needed to go, in the you know in the depth that it needed to get to in this particular 
kind of drift, and so it was just it's just a great tool. Mm. What about you, Adam? What what was the when you first heard about the Encara and you started getting curious? What what do you think was the first thing that attracted you to it? Man, it's a fishing thing. Uh-huh. It's I was uh, making split bamboo fly rods with tolerances and measuring thin strips and binding them together and. And I was doing a lot of fishing with a, a Stanley plane in my hand. And, but I'm still a fisherman. So I was do- designing uh, rods, but I'm still a fisherman. Um, and to go off on a tangent, like today at the Salbug uh, Roundup, all those people in there were uh, basically there were, what is it, nine-tenths fly tires. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what they do, and that's their their thing. But, I, I mean, they're fishermen, but they're really enjoying themselves fly fishing. But to round it back, the, the, the thing about uh, Tenkata was that it is an extremely efficient form of fishing. And it stopped me dead in my tracks knowing that just with a, it was a, a progression for me, and it was like the peak of the hill, and I had gotten there. And it was the reason why I'm fishing, because you didn't need any, it cut things down to the chase, to exactly what you needed. And you didn't need much more, and you could still, I could go with just three components and catch what this gentleman with uh, 40 years of experience and his vest and his multi-thousand dollar bamboo fly rod, and you know, so I didn't need much. So I didn't I, need to have this tremendous education. It was cutting to the chase. So I find really cool. Like, so it was not exactly the answer I expected. I almost expected you guys to just say simplicity, <laughs> which is oh. what a lot of people like say, like when they first. Start yeah, but why would you have simplicity just for simplicity? Exactly, sake. Yeah. and that's exactly, and I, and I, that's exactly what I was thinking because, like, I love how you guys both started. You know, like Jeremy said, like you know, the effective effectiveness and you pretty much in other words kind of said the same thing but then both of you led to well and you don't need all this stuff you just yeah. cut to the chase as Adam right. said you know, so I kind of love it because it's um, it brings together the two what I often think are, are the two sides of the same coin simplicity on one side and effectiveness on the yes. other you know it's um, and on the one hand it might be you know like a cause and effect thing like you kind of simplify things and it makes it more effective on the other hand it might not be you know it might just be a coincidence i'm not sure um it's probably a high probability of coincidence yeah i I guess but you know it kind of reminds me too of the i wish i had my book here the book that published last year but one of my favorite quotes um i don't even know the guy's name now because i've been blocking (laughs) out What's the idea? This, so he said idea? that you know, for for simplicity on this side, you know, I want to give you a fig. For simplicity on the other side, oh. of, for the simplicity on this side of complexity, I want to give you a fig. For simplicity on the other side of complexity, I'll give you an arm. And essentially, what I interpret that as meaning is like simplicity. Let's say below complexity, like when you just kind of take things out and you don't learn things, it's not worth much. You know, it's like you're not what does he mean like I don't care for that simplicity but once you kind of be overcome the complexity and you learn how to take things away but still be very efficient then I'll give you an arm I mean you kind of go through this complexity you learn those techniques 
and all of a sudden you have this very simple method of fishing and it's also super efficient you know because of that possibly so there's the, the two different types of simplicity there is the simplistic simplicity that doesn't have much but it also doesn't have much knowledge and then there's the simplicity with a lot of knowledge a lot of skill and that's worth a ton yeah. You know, I think that's kind of how I interpreted that quote, and I mm-hmm. wish I had it with me to even quote the guy's name. I'll put that on the podcast page. <laughs> yeah. That's what happens when you drink gin yes. and tonic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've been, by the way, we've been toasting here. We've been clinking our... How long are we? Clink, we're at 20, 39 minutes. Time goes by fast, but we've been clinking our glasses, but because they're paper cups... You You're not hearing it. it. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like, yeah, why... Usually, like, you know, I was going to ask, like, why does simplicity matter? Like, you know, do we really want to be simple? And I guess you might have touched on the point. It's like, well, as long as it's efficient, as long as it's effective, actually, maybe a better word. It might be worth it. But do you guys think that simplicity matters? Like, and what I'm thinking is, okay, like, should somebody leave their shit behind when they go fishing or should they carry everything that they feel comfort in because simplicity doesn't matter i mean to me it matters a lot you know i kind of start with my it comes down i think it's the comforts of stuff yeah Mm -hmm. really it comes down to you know what are you comfortable with and um with tenkata it's really lightweight low drag high speed straight to fun Mm-hmm. And it, it doesn't mean that I want to um, not carry things for not carrying them. Mm-hmm. I just don't need other stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, Eddie Yamakawa, in the beginning, some years ago, we had the comparison with uh, cane pole fishing to uh, Tenkata. And I think, you know, in the beginning it was seen that cane pole fishing was maybe, you know, less than some sort of educated fishing, but it's really, it's fun. You're a kid, you're having fun. And for me, uh, Tenkara is a way for me to get back to my childhood and get to be a, a great fisherman having fun with a few things. So it's not, I just don't need a lot of things to have fun. Some of the, the, the best things in my life don't have a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's not because minimalism, it's just because the simple form cuts to the chase. I, I, I wish I had more words for it, but I don't. It's, no, just, I it's cutting to the chase. Yeah, You will. get to the point. Personally, I think, like, I always get flustered, no matter what activity it is. Like, when I have too much stuff to keep track of, um, you know, like, I'm just going to keep a track of all this equipment, and I might drop something, I might forget something before a trip. Right. Life is complex. You know, yeah. it's like, it really frustrates me. Like, it's just a very, you know, I don't know. I just don't like it. I get kind of flustered when I have too much to keep track of. Now, I think, God, like, when I pare down my kit to fit in a little pack, I got my rod, and I got this little bag. And if it's not there, I don't need it, or... You know, too bad. It's, uh, but anytime I've got, and I always, sometimes I, I joke that because my my other activities are so gear intensive, and I got to keep track of so much stuff, I love having this one activity. I don't have to keep a lot of track of a lot of stuff. And maybe some people don't care, because they don't have gear intensive activities. But I care a lot. For me, simplicity, which I'm translating simplicity right now as minimalism, 
to me it matters a ton just because I don't want to keep track of a bunch of stuff. I don't want to forget little things. I don't want to buy more things. It's it's really refreshing. It's uh, yeah. <laughs> I save the gear for the other ones. I don't know. The simplicity matter to you, Jeremy? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think a lot of times simplicity is a um, expression of you know probably learning, you know, and experience and. It's not you don't go after simplicity, but you've maybe arrived at it because you've learned these things, I like or, you, that. Mm-hmm. or you've you know figured some things out. You don't um, go after simplicity; you arrive at simplicity. Yeah, I like yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, um, and and I think a lot of times you know that's that's the, pretty complex. What you just <laughs> said that is not a simple that is not a simple thought. That's, what you just said well, it's, it's not complex. It's, it's deep. a it's deep it's deep into <laughs> yeah. two two you know gin and tonics and we're that's like two gin and tonics the deep water to, for gin to clear water. Appearance. This is gin clear water I'm drinking. You're right, right. Um, no, no. I mean, I think that's true though. I don't think you set out for it. I think you you get there because you've probably figured some things out along the way. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a lot of times why we oftentimes at shows like this, we um, get the pleasure of meeting some anglers that have fished for a while, and they're kind of like, "This is, this is kind of like mine." You know, I thought I kind of had figured it out. And this is sort of like the next step for me is to kind of take away some of the things that I um, used to kind of rely on. And, you know, it's kind of made my fly fishing um, kind of renewed in a way. So and one we, thing, that happens a lot. One thing that I found fasc- I always find fascinating, like since we started Tenkara, is that at Tenkara USA, like with our customer base, we do particularly well with two groups. We do super well with people that are just started fly fishing. They think fly mm-hmm. fishing is a school sport, but mm-hmm. you know, until they discover us, they didn't see a very fun, easy way to do it. Pick up Tenkara, start doing it. So the beginners, yeah. and then we do very well with the real, real experienced fly mm-hmm. anglers. You know, like that's like the bulk of our customer base is the people that have decades of experience yeah. or the people that have no experience. And yeah, we have customers in the middle, but not a ton. Yeah. And I think the people in the middle it's are on still the figuring You're it right. out. It's, I uh, saw that today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind mm-hmm. of, uh, they're on a complex part and they'll stay through that and maybe they'll simplify things yeah. later on. Yeah. It's not, it's not always a probably an amazing business model to not, to like try to get your customers to simplify, but, um, have you, have you spent time in a fly shop? <laughs> have you worked in a fly Have either of you guys no. worked? I've worked in a fly shop. No, they're too intimidating to me. I don't well, go inside so of a fly shop. So I've worked shop. in a fly shop, and I, I'll tell you, you know, rare it was rare that you get women oh, yeah. by themselves in a fly shop shopping for a fly rod. And today, we I mean, what was the percentage of women to men? It's pretty decent. Yeah, yeah it's pretty uh, decent. I mean, this is a heavy... You know, fly tying kind of event too, but uh, especially the women that are very interested in Tenkara, you know, maybe 30%, I don't know. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was a good number. Yeah, yeah. it was a good um, number. Especially considering that most of the people in the Super room Super excited were, about that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and let's be honest, I mean, like to me, a big part of Tenkara is, is to try to get my kids, you know, it, it, it's a little easier, like as a dad, to get kids into fishing if it's just one less barrier to get them to fishing and, and to get them to care about a, you know, a stream or a drainage, um, and just any of us. I mean, the only people that are going to take care of these things to be on my soapbox is, is if people fish them. And, you know, that's, I, I do think Tenkara is a great tool to get people to care about water and to care about rivers. Do you guys ever carry multiple rods when you go fishing? No. Okay. 
Yeah, because I, I, it's rare I carry one extra rod. Mm -hmm. um, I, I used to carry a uh, extra little uh, tiny mini rod in my, but I don't even do that anymore. I just carry, you know, depending on what water uh, I'll carry. But the Ito is my favorite rod. I might carry um, whatever Tenkara USA rod I'm carrying. That's about it. I just don't need feel the need to carry another rod. Yeah, I always find that. What about you? Do you ever carry two rods? I'm no, trying to think of not unless I'm with my family and I'm yeah. just afraid like one like I'll break one, you know, from like pulling on a snag too much. But I've never broken um, a rod. No, just and I, it's never happened to me. But I've like if we're on a back uh, overnight backpacking trip or something like that, I'll bring an extra. But if it's just myself, no. Yeah, I always find that. So like you know, talking about simplicity and equipment, especially in. And again, mentioning the kind of the inspiration for this episode is probably seeing somebody carrying a lot more stuff than I would ever carry when I go fishing. And it's, uh, you know, I always find that was a funny idea. Sometimes it's like a just in case things break. And it's mm -hmm. like, well, you can learn a couple of things not to break your rod. And yeah, shit happens, but you can always walk out if that, you know, stuff can happen. You anyways. can always walk out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, uh, well, how do you prepare for everything so you can stay out there all day, right? It's, uh, hey, you might eat a bad hamburger and have to walk out anyways. <laughs> so oh, the, the, yeah. the extra rod thing is kind of funny to me. It's, uh, so I was wondering if you guys ever do. People are passionate though, about that. They, I, you know, I've had several discussions online, which I, I do not think is, uh, a perfect way of looking at a community of fishers of just what's online. There's so much more besides than what's online, but there's a lot of people that are carrying extra rods just in case, mm -hmm. just in case. Well, you know, and I th and I think I was just thinking about this. So one thing that I say in the book as well, and I firmly believe, is versatility breeds simplicity. You know, and what I mean by that is like when you have one piece of gear that does a lot of things really well, where you you might have to learn a couple of tweaks to use it properly, you can use it in a variety of conditions and do really well with it. Uh, so like sometimes the Don't, rods... You have that backwards. Versatility breeds simplicity, yeah. or is it the other way around? It might be both. Yeah, be Whoa, that's kind of what I'm trip, people. No. <laughs> it, it, no, yeah. well, it? what I usually say is versatility yeah. breeds simplicity because, well, for example, if you have a line that is very versatile, a line that can be fished on a surface or below the surface, you only carry one line. You know, if you have a line that is not versatile, you'll have a line that is designed to float. All of a sudden, like you have to carry another line if you want to fish it deeper fly, or if you want to fish the fly deeper, okay. I should say. All right. So All that's right. kind of usually what I mean. Yeah. And the rods, I think the example that I ran into recently, we get to this water, and I usually have the Sato or the Ito with me, I mean longer rods, partly because I know I can always choke up on the grip, hold it higher. Mm -hmm. And we get to this water, and the person I was fishing with was like, oh, this is like a rota stream, you have to carry like your rota. And I was like, no, and I could kind of see the stream, it looked like, it was pretty small, but fairly open, open enough. I was like, oh, just carry the sato. I'm fine with it. It's like, really? Are you sure? It's like, yeah. I mean, worst case, I just choke up in the grip, and I've got a knife or rod. stand a few feet. Yeah, far stand in a different yeah. Place. So yeah. it's you know, like learning how to tweak things so you have a versatile tool in yeah. your hand. I think. So is, uh, does simplicity I, mean compromise then? To you, I, I think sometimes it does. So yeah. Uh, but compromise could be seen as like the word parameter. Then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, if I have a parameter, 
versus a compromise. Like a parameter makes me think creatively within something versus a compromise is like, oh, it's a bad thing. So I think it's just really kind of the way you frame that. I also think one nice thing about Tenkara is that you do only need kind of one hand, an arm. Um, And so for a lot of people, that frees up kind of like how they approach the stream, whether it's they need a waiting staff or if they need to crouch down um, and you're not having a lot of line at your feet. So I I think I get a little bit more stealth um, than I typically would in the past. And I kind of like that. I kind of like that kind of, you know, slow approach or, or, or really thinking about critically where... I'm casting from that maybe I didn't in the past. Yeah, no, I think that's definitely very valid. And I like the question too of like the simplicity mean compromise. Um, I think to a certain extent it does. And I think, you know, and, and I, I suppose that's kind of like one of the very important things here. Like I asked, what is, is simplicity important to you? And to me, it's very important that I don't carry a lot of stuff that's based all on my personality like when i get to a stream yeah. i don't like to think too much about what fly i'm gonna tie I'm not, i don't like thinking about where's my other rod i don't like thinking about oh a is this going to work well it's yeah it's yeah. a lot to keep track of yeah. <laughs> 10 page menu like i always <laughs> joke that like well i always joke that i i hate going to restaurants <laughs> that have those hundred options to choose from it's like i love going to restaurants that have like three really good options yeah. like a prefix menu and I can choose this one really well. section yeah. <laughs> you know give me three things that work well um, but the compromise thing so to me so some people and I think it's a personality thing but some people might value uh, no compromise they might value having everything that they need at their disposal way more than they value simplicity so those are the people that are going to carry five spools of tippet multiple fly box and r- multiple rods and that's fine. And I'm not saying neither thing is wrong. I think it's just... Yeah, because we got you covered. Yeah. Yeah, it's, you, yeah. You can do pretty much anything you want. But I think the the people that value simplicity, like myself, and for me, it's like I learned that I don't have to carry a lot of stuff from different teachers. But what I think I'd like to have is the pe- people that value simplicity more than they value not having any compromise. Having the, them understand that they don't need to carry a lot of stuff. You know, and that's kind of the main thing. So, like, I place way more value on a simple kit, simple experience where I just enjoy my fishing experience than I do on the ability to catch every single possible fish. Because, you know, if I was going to do that, I was going to carry a fish sonar and yes, <laughs> yeah. so many flies, and I'm not going to ha- ever have the, the right fly anyway. So that's kind of yeah. where I'm coming from, I think. Um, I appreciate To that. me, simplicity yeah. is very yeah. important. Yeah, cheers to that. <laughs> Clinky noise. Yeah, paper clink cups. paper cuts. <laughs> exactly. At this um, point in the conversation, our, our paper cuts are like, uh, you know, they're leaking because they've held liquid too long. Yeah, yeah. and, you know, and we are like at 55 minutes. I wonder how long our <laughs> listeners are going to be bored, you know, the conversation. Uh, but I, I could talk about this here. for a long time. Yeah. And I'm going to, um, because you can edit, I'm going to um, point this in a different direction. And you've been to, how many times have you been to Japan? Like six or seven, uh, eight? Eight? Yeah. So I've been twice, Mm -hmm. and I've never had this conversation with any of the masters or experts or people that are very experienced in 
uh, Tenkata. Mm. Whether it was simple, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. When exactly. I'm there, mm-hmm. and there was no que- there was no introspection on why it was what it was. It's mm-hmm. the the story which you have uh, eloquently uh, introduced outside of Japan uh, about the professional anglers, but but there's no. Um, there's no uh, conversation about the simplicity. It's a smaller portion of the whole of fishing mm-hmm. in Japan. But uh, anglers like uh, Sabata-san are, are really badass. And they do this uh, tenkara, and it's the where it came from as professional anglers in bringing fish to market. How, you know... The the development of Tenkara there is I'm gonna say it because it it's a it's different. They were making money to provide for their families, but it, the commonality in America is cane pole fishing. Yeah, and cane pole fishing is not to me uh, a bad thing. No, it's, it's, it's kind of cool fun. how they're like so comparable. Right. Yeah. One is money, one is fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And w- w- in the middle, though, where does it meet? How do those things mesh? Mm-hmm. So I, I'm just uh, I'm exploring because we've talked about simplicity. Now I'd like to know what your, because you've been there so many times, what are your experiences when in those conversations that you've oh, had? Yeah. Well, so that actually that reminds me immediately of the very first time I met Dr. Shigaki, and I was went to the Catskills Fly Fishing Center Museum. That was May two thousand nine, and it was a month after I started the company. Still, definitely forming my thoughts about Tenkara, really. And we were doing some filming with him, and he said, you know, like Tenkara. Uh, um, one of the fun things about Tenkara is that it's simple. So they're very aware that it's simple, or I shouldn't say they're very aware, but they're aware that it's simple. There's something cool about it. Sure. But because a lot of these experienced Tenkara anglers have done Tenkara in a simple way for so long without having gone the complex way, they don't have the contrast. So we have to remember that simplicity or simple is a relative term. It's only you know, simple when we compare it to something more complex, right? right? Okay. So like, and we can also say like, I mean, it's not the simplest way to fish because you can literally go with your hands in the water and try to catch fish by sure. hand sometimes, especially well, trout. Okay, okay. So it's a, it's a relative thing, but at the same time, I always like to say it's the best way to keep fly fishing simple is to see how people do it in Japan. You know, because oftentimes we try to reinvent the wheel here or people try to reinvent the wheel and they kind of try to come up with ways that on paper might be simpler, but then they start complicating their techniques or complicating you know, all the other stuff and then things get kind of complicated. So that's where I usually come from. It's like those guys in like Sebatasan, he keeps things simple like, I mean, he's been using the same rod for like ever and same He has magic same. though and yeah. he doesn't he does have, have a lot of, he has magic and he doesn't have a lot of fancy casts. No, he basically yeah. has one cast, yeah, and, and whereas I've heard, I've even heard some uh, critics in America say he has this one cast, mm-hmm. but he has magic in that okay. one cast. Yeah. So well, you know, I'll, I'll share something. Uh, hopefully, Ed Angle doesn't mind that I share. But 
because um, he might write it eventually. Ed Engel. Ed Engel. So he yeah. mentioned it to me. Cool dude. A big fan. Yes, huge fans here, Ed. Hopefully he'll Tailwaters. get this podcast yes. soon. Yeah. But what he said is like one of the best ways to simplify is to specialize. You know, you specialize in something, or you kind of master a casting technique, you master some techniques, and you can really simplify things that way. You know, like once you really specialize in it and you become good at it, and what, what it, you know, what comes out of that is like once you start, let's say you, you're into all these different types of fishing. You like dry fly fishing, nymphing, check nymphing, Polish nymphing. All of a sudden you have, like, you gather a lot of equipment because they kind of require, by definition, different leaders and maybe... Different equipment. equipment. Yeah, a lot of stuff. So your vest has just become really heavy, and you haven't become as good in any particular category as you would if you just focused on one category. You know, so, like, with Tenkata, I think, like, a lot of us have the benefit of we focus on Tenkata, we learn how to use those tools that we have, and we become really good at it, and because we're specializing it, we're really simplifying it, and we're also becoming good at it at the yeah. same time. So yeah. that's kind of like a mm-hmm. kind of goes hand in hand there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know, I think the main thing it's like if people are interested in keeping their fly fishing simple, looking at how people do it in Japan, or maybe look at how some of the people do it in the states. And if they kind of if they value a lot of they, if they put a lot of value on keeping things simple, knowing that they don't have to make things complicated, because I think it's too easy to see a, a guide or somebody who's kind of coming from this Western fly fishing background that they're used to carrying a lot of stuff. It's easy to see those people and be like, oh, I have kind of like Jeremy mentioned earlier. Yeah. Well, I've got to carry those things too, right? So you look at other yeah. anglers. Or you look at photographs in advertisements and whatnot, and you start thinking that that's what I need. And when in reality, you don't need any no. of that stuff. Yeah, so, yeah, that's true. I, mean, I agree. Yeah, I, 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 I think a lot of people would just, you know, it's if you really want to focus on on presenting a fly to a fish, it's a great way to do it. End of story. I was trying to end it. You did it. Fist you bump. Ended yeah. And, Fist uh, bump. And this is gonna go on, and I'm gonna thank our listeners for hanging on with us. This yeah. is an ongoing discussion. It's personally. It is uh, an ongoing discussion. Well, it really it, is. And it is because you know, personally, it's my favorite kind of conversation we have. Yeah. Like this very philosophical yeah. conversation, yeah. especially. Uh, you know, just at the end of a long day, talking to a lot of people about fly yeah. fishing. Yeah. People, I think that's a cool thing. I think, you know, it's fun to talk about these bigger things why we're yeah and there's and i should let people know there's no freaking answers here there's no answers to here we're not giving you answers only questions and uh and i'd love to hear like if any of our listeners uh still on with us on this episode uh have any any thoughts uh if you want to share your thoughts about you know first of all the simplicity really matter like or um, what is simplicity to you? And also, do you think people are complicating Tenkata too much? That's kind of like an important one I kind of wanted to get into, but we'll leave that for a second part to this episode. Uh, because, you know, I have seen presentations about Tenkata that just made me think, like, man, these people are complicating things way too much. Um, so that's where I'm coming from. That's where, you know, that's why I wanted to have a conversation with a couple of people here 
the value simplicity. Uh, but if you have some thoughts to share, go to tenkariusa.com forward slash podcast and you can find this episode on simplicity. You can also share the thoughts on Facebook and other channels, uh, social media channels with us. And if I can ask you all for a favor, if you're still with us after an hour and three minutes or more, uh, leave us a review on uh, the iTunes page, especially if you if you use iTunes to uh, to listen to your podcast. I'd love to have a review. Uh, just those val- those are really helpful to have more people find this podcast and you know just kind of increase the Tenkara community overall. So thanks so much for listening, for all the support of Tenkara USA and our products, and I'll see you next time on the Tenkara Cast. I'd like to extend a special thank you to Nick Ogawa, also known as Takenobu. Check out his music at takenobumusic.com. We'll be posting links to any references we made in this podcast, such as Takenobu's music, on our website, www.tenkarausa.com forward slash podcast. And until next time on the Tenkara Cast.